Welcome to Adventure Freaks, a podcast on living abroad on a budget. Okay, Petter Eric Nival is my guest yeah. today, and I and 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 Petter, I have I have to do this, but good morning, Vietnam. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not. I think it's nine a.m. there, correct? Yeah, that's true. It's nine yeah, so it's not. It's nine p.m. here on the east coast of the state. So, I have I have Petter, Eric Nival, and Petter is originally from um, Norway, and um, he lives in in Hoi An, Vietnam. And Vietnam is this incredibly beautiful country. Um, and it, I've always wanted to travel to it. And I love the Vietnamese cuisine. We, we eat a lot of Vietnamese cuisine and we eat it weekly. So my son's favorite food is pho soup. And it's probably my top three as well. Uh, so, man, I, I thank you so much for being here today, Petter. I, I appreciate it uh, for participating in the podcast. So how you doing out there? I'm doing good. Uh, it's uh, a rain season now, so today it's raining, but still we have uh, great weather. And uh, yeah, I'm looking at the beach behind me from where I'm sitting now, so or standing. So yeah, I'm good. It's a uh, it's a beautiful place, and uh, I get more and more in love with Oyama. I moved there for four years ago, and it was more like a yeah, maybe a one year project or one half year project, but we're like. Uh, me and my girlfriend and our two kids are more like we all like to live there. Uh, I I talked with some friends yesterday and uh, or yeah Sunday I mean Sunday. Uh, so uh, and uh, they are living there and like everyone saying like this is one of the best places in the world to live. Like yeah, yeah under the pandemic it was nice. So yeah we are happy here. I really enjoyed to live there in the Hoyang and, and the life is good. Yeah, Petter, what when they when they talk like that, what what do they what makes it one of the best places in your opinion and what they what do the people say about it? What what makes it one of the best? Um, so uh, yeah, so from my perspective, and I also think the other one we're living here, there's a small community in Hoyam. Uh, we are just half of, half an hour from my international airport. There is no pollution here, so it's a, it's it's more like a countryside place. Uh, and I don't think there is so many places around uh, around uh, the world where you can just use 30 minutes to our international airport. There is no queue. There is like a small airport, so we get we can travel to the rest of the world. And and still this feeling about we are there. We we have almost everything we need around us. There is nothing we're missing, but we still are in our countryside. Uh, I think the, the uh, and also just uh, if we. Want to fly to Saigon is one hour, and then we are in a big city. If you want to fly to Hanoi, it's a big city. So we have like I like big cities, but it's just living here and 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 of course I not live so many other places in the world, but the community here, the expats community, the the level of uh, I will say the level of people living here is so high. It's like they are really interesting people, and they. Uh, as me as entrepreneur, there is so much more entrepreneurship here, and so it's like it's it's interesting people. You don't meet this, so to say, you don't meet these boring people who don't have anything uh, in, in life and uh, and are just uh, 
some part, I'm maybe joking a little bit, but not with some part, some people are just running away from something when they move to another country. But this sure. is like, I don't feel like that's the, the place there. So it's a combination. And of course, the weather. Uh, we have maybe two, two and a half, three, two and a half months with cold weather per year and cold. Um, and it's like, yeah, I do, I, I'm not good in Fahrenheit, but it's 18 degrees Celsius is what we get down to. Yeah, yeah. In Fahrenheit. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so it's a good, um, yeah. And I think that's, uh, and, and you said it, food, there is like uh, amazing food in Hoyang. We have everything. We have everything from sushi to uh, Asian, a lot of Asian food. And they also have international cuisine. There is like, of course, because of the French colonized thing in Vietnam, there's a lot of French, beautiful, great restaurant. We have the American cuisine. And, and there is like, so one of my friends that, um, one of a guy I met there was also Norwegian. He had lived here for 19 years and he was back in Norway for like three years ago. And he was like, uh, had a summer holiday in Norway. It's like, oh, the food in Norway is so boring. But there is like, it's high quality and everything. So it's like, yeah, I say it's one of the perfect spots to live. I think it's a lot of benefits here. So. Yeah, yeah. So t take us through, take us through the, the, your journey. So you, you, you um, are originally from Norway, which is a, an, an absolutely beautiful country. And um, I know many people that would love to go travel there. I've talked to people that would love to live there. And um, so how did you did choose? How did you decide? I think it's fascinating when people come from these beautiful destinations in the world um, such as yourself, and then you and then you say, "Hey, I'm going to go check someplace else out, a different destination, go live." So, how did you make that journey to Vietnam? What what uh, what was behind that decision? Um. So, uh, a long story, long story short, I think I was like 22, 23. I don't remember how old I was, but it was like yeah, for many years ago. I wake up one morning and I had a dream and I was like, oh, maybe I'm born in the wrong country. Hmm. It's like, I get this, I need to figure this out. Maybe I'm born in the wrong country, in the wrong, maybe I should not be born in Europe. Maybe I should be from US or South America or Africa or Asia. I got like this, I need to figure this out. And, and I've been an entrepreneur, so I had some companies who was running in Norway and the and the opportunity to live abroad never come up. Um, uh, but uh, but then I was in I was working in with personal development and international speakers. I had a lot of speakers from Canada, US coming to Norway and, and Europe, and it was promoting them. Um, and uh, and this company grew really fast, a little bit too fast. So uh, we went bankrupt in two thousand and fifteen. And I had 10 people in the company there. And, and, I, and to be honest, I never, I never perform well in a job when I need to go to the office every day. I perform well when I can sit in an airport, on a coffee bar, on a, a restaurant, or just moving around, like seeing new things, like sitting on the beach. I am like, I'm a sales guy. So I mean, my biggest deals have been maybe sitting on a beach or something like that. And just with, and this I've been since I was young. Mm -hmm. So it's not like happening because the world have been some, uh, I, I did this um, as soon as I got the internet and I could sit in another place to work, I did that. 
Um, so uh, when we went bankrupt, I was talking with Maria, my girlfriend, and we went to Cabaret in Caribbean, <coughs> Dominican Republic. And, uh, and we had a speaker there from Canada. He lived there and we was working from a beach for three weeks time. And we come down home to Norway. This was around Easter time. So we come home to Norway, it was still cold. And uh, I was thinking every day, oh, can't live in Norway anymore. I can't do it. I need to find another place. And then Maria, <laughs> she has two. So, so, so what was going on in my head? But I had this problem. I have a girlfriend with two kids and the father is living there. So there was like split. They had the father was 50% and she had them 50% or we had them 50%. So so there was like some some obstacles in the way to really present this idea for her. But after a week, she came to me and saying, Patrick, we can't live in Norway anymore. I like, wow. I didn't expect it from you. Uh, so that was the first sign. And then the father of the kids moved to Slovenia. So we got 100% to take care of them. And, and the reason Vietnam, we, we want to go kite surf summer for in 2017. We were going to go kite surf a place because we started with kite surfing. And uh, we want to figure out a place where it was wind in the summertime. And uh, we figured out there was a place in Vietnam uh, called Mune, and it was cheap to fly tickets from Norway at that time. So we took with um, the kids and Maria and we flew down here. Uh, but right, I think it was two, three weeks before I was like, I was on this journey to figure out where could we settle down with the kids and us and find an international school. So I was searching Asia, I was searching uh, Caribbean all over, and then I find a place called Poyam. And that was where, it's not, it's not where we was planning to go on holiday, but there was an international school there. And um, I, we just decided to go in Hoi An five days to just go to the school, check out the kids, check out the environment. And I felt like when I was coming here, it was like something like, wow, this is an amazing place. So we was there five days, but to be honest, I didn't want to leave. I just want to stay here. And, um, and then we... And the kids say, okay, if you really need to leave Norway, I want to go to this school. Uh, it was an amazing, cool school. Um, so, so that was, and we just decided, okay, let's try it out. So it was more like, let's go there. And if we figure out the worst thing that can happen, that no one of us like it, the kids doesn't like it, they will miss Norway, and we need to go back. But we just need to try it out. And, and, um, and we also had this one-year perspective, because there is someone... I think there is some psychologists are finding out if you're going to live in another country, it takes eight months before uh, your mind understand that you're living there. Before that, you just think you're on a long holiday. So we decided, okay, let's be with one half year and we see how it goes. And, and yeah, and we're still here. And that's almost four years ago now. It was December 2017. So we're still here and happy. So that's was, that was the story. <laughs> Wow, nice. That that's fantastic. So you guys just went on vacation and you were looking for some destination to do kite surfing and you and, and you fell in love and then you just you went back there like four years ago and just decided to live there. Did you choose uh Hoi An as your the the first city to live in? Yeah, it was there. So we are, we come here and we are live here and we are not moved from here. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So do you did you Tell, tell us about the real estate there. Are you renting or did you buy? Uh, renting. Um, so, okay. uh, yeah, uh, it's hard for foreign where you need to have a Vietnamese uh, 
partner to buy a real estate there. And of course that's uh, risky. And uh, also the real estate prices is, uh, is quite high here. So uh, okay. it's, it's better to rent. So we are renting here. Uh, yeah. Um, but um, of course the price now has gone a little bit down, but it's still, uh, everyone thinks it's really cheap to buy things in Vietnam, but uh, the real estate market is crazy high. So I think like the house we are living in, it's uh, more like two, two to two and a half million US dollar house, two to two and a half. Uh, so, so it's not, uh, so if you look at how much we pay in rent in front of what the value is, it's uh, much more economic to rent. And, and also this high risk of having a Vietnamese home together. So we are, we are just renting now. And also I have this, uh, it's good to have a house, but when we are on this journey, we never know how long time will be. I just feel like if you buy something, you just get one more thing to take care of instead of having this freedom we have now. Very yeah. If we figure out we want to move to another country, uh, again, we can just do it. So it's a kind of freedom thing. Sure, sure. Doesn't lock you down. What are the, what are, what can you get a, an apartment or a flat for over there or a house? I mean, what are the rent rents going for? Um, you can get, you can get a house on, again, I'm not good with feet, so it will be in square meter, but, uh, you can get a 40, 50 square meter, small house, a small apartment for, uh, maybe like, yeah, 150 to 200 dollars. Yeah. And right now it's super cheap to rent. Uh, and you can get a house, a nice house with swimming pool. And uh, right now, um, Right now, it was more expensive before COVID, of course, because uh, every border are closed now. Uh, but right now, I think you can get something for, yeah, 500, 500 US dollar, five to 600. Uh, so, yeah. And, um, and we have a big house on 400 square meter with a big swimming pool, six bedrooms, sea view. And we pay like, yeah. Around two thousand dollars per month, but okay. still, so. But you're you're living you're living large. That's a that's a large home. Yeah, it's super large. Yeah, it's like yeah. we have we have our office home also, so we have one floor with uh, with our student office because we do a lot of uh, um, uh, live sessions. So yeah, so we have we have a super big house. <laughs> yeah. So what are you, what are, does that most of the rents do they include utilities as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, we have brought some of our own stuff, but, uh, yeah, both the houses we are rented. This is the second house we are where, uh, so both have utilities. So normally they are equipment utilities. So we don't need to buy stuff by ourselves, but of course we can do it, get it your own way. Do you pay, I mean, do you pay for an electric bill and water and uh, yeah. Wi-Fi and all that? So, um, yeah, a lot of uh, houses have uh, Wi-Fi included. We are in a little bit of a special, special situation because we are so, uh, we need to have Wi-Fi. So we have bought a bigger package for, because it's our business to work online. Um, but uh, normally there is included and, uh, and, um, and water is also, but water is nothing. It's like, it doesn't cost anything. Electric bill comes on the top and that is not everything you need to pay. But it's still not uh, expensive. I think like 
of course it depends on life quality we have a high life quality but if you if you just want to stay on low normal quality you, you can easily live for thousand us dollar per month if you're not like a big spender yeah uh, but uh, i think like one of the things like for us who are a family but so for us because in norway and uh, Education is for free, so we need to pay for education. Yeah, so if you look at the expenses we have in Vietnam they, and compare it with Norway, I don't think we are, we, we, it's cheaper for us to live here, but we have a much higher life quality. So we have a chef that works for us and it's like, and manpower in Vietnam is super cheap. And we have a, we have a, uh, a housekeeper and like so so what we'll, so we have a couple of people two two people working for us and if we should have that in Norway we need to 10 times our income based on that so so for us it's more like higher life quality to live here and uh, we can focus on what we like to do yeah. I, I love to make food and it's not that uh, and in Norway I make dinner almost every day yeah um, but it's like but there's other things that I low even more and making food so it's like so when someone can make food for me and make amazing food every day it's like yeah it's better so uh, so i think like yeah this and of course there's many places in asia you can get or maybe also other of course in south america and also africa where you can get the same thing with having manpower to work for you uh, and do stuff but this, yeah, but it's still having all this concept with nice people, having the manpower, having a nice speech, having great food, all these things together. Things are quite unique and special here in Oyam. Yeah, yeah. And are you are you near the beach? Can you walk to the beach or yeah, I can I see the beach for where I'm standing now. So I don't know if you see it now because it's quite not so nice weather, but can you see it there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh so okay. nice. <laughs> Very nice, man. So you got a the nice layout there, the nice pad. Does that place come with a pool too? Yeah. Yeah, nice. What is um what is like like cell um phones cost? What is the the wireless um plans cost in Vietnam? Oh, that's uh super cheap. I use uh, Wi-Fi all the time with 4G. Um and I think I pay I maybe fill up my account every second month and I pay like yeah, 500,000 dong with around, what would that be? Uh, yeah, 30, $30. 30 bucks. So 30 bucks and then, then I can use Wi-Fi on, or I can use 4G all day in and out for two months. So 40, so 20 bucks a month or something. It's, uh, I don't know how the price in the US, but if you compare it to Norway, it's like, uh, I can't compare it because there is always a limit on how much I can use of that traffic every month, but I can use. Uh, yeah. yeah. How do people get around there? I mean, I, you know, you see the scooters and things like that, you know, where people move around and Ho Chi Minh and or Saigon. Um, what, what do you guys, how do you get around as far as transportation? Yeah, we use scooters, uh, so uh, we, yeah, uh, we use scooters and bicycle. Um, it's small distances there, but uh, uh, and and if we are going to travel long, we we rent a driver with a car, um, and that's also cheap. But um, I've seen over the four years I'm living here, it gets more and more cars there, so more and more people buy cars. But 
it's huge how different it is just over the four last year. Uh, when we come here, we didn't almost see uh, or well, it's much fewer cars in uh, in Hoi An, but now it's more regular that we see all families get cars. And uh, but still, I think uh, I love to ride. I, it's freedom for me to ride a scooter. Me and Maria, we just love to ride scooters. It's just sitting on. It's more freedom than riding a car. So these scooters and also bicycling is also nice. But uh, yeah. yeah, and then that's also. If we also go to Saigon or Hanoi, we sometimes rent a scooter or a motorbike, or we yeah, use uh, use uh, use taxis with motorbikes instead of for scooters instead of yeah. uh, cars. It's quite exotic, or it's fun to do. Uh, of course, it's depend on how scary are for traffic, but I like to just be in the middle of this craziness in the traffic in Vietnam and be on a scooter. It's um, it's kind of interesting, and. Uh, uh, yeah, interesting to do. Studio. Petter, you're a wild man. That's why you enjoy that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. I do that. What are you guys? What are you guys doing for um, healthcare over there? And what's the cost of healthcare? So we have a we have an insurance, like an expert insurance, and uh, uh, I think we pay for all the family around thousand dollar per month uh, for all four of us. Uh, but to go to a doctor and go to the hospital, it's so cheap. So to be honest, we don't fill out the uh, insurance paper when we go there because we feel it's more so. So dentists and doctors and all these things is so compared to compared to US and Norway, it's like crazy. Like yeah. so, uh, uh, so I guess it's one tenth of the price if I compare it to Norway. So I can go to the doctor and get some medicines and get uh, uh, everything for like, yeah, yeah, pay like $20, $15, $20. And, then, and there's no, no queue. I just go in there and get it fixed. So the same with dentists is so cheap. And I also feel the, the quality of the dentist there is really good. So I feel, I feel safer. Many of us are scared to do this in these Asian countries, but I feel really safe and uh, and they take really good care of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and would you would you say the healthcare is is pretty pretty good over there in Vietnam? Um, I think it depends on where you go, but uh, we have never had any problem with it. Uh, so, um, I hear a lot of. People are, are afraid or don't know how it's with healthcare, but uh, um, uh, we have had and we don't have any problems. I think like maybe it's better healthcare all over in the US uh, if you look at it, but uh, but it's not like it's nothing that stops you from moving here because you're afraid that they cannot take care of you. They will do that, and they have them. Yeah. Yeah. If you had like uh, see things in the the US, there's if you you know there are people that there are many people that file for bankruptcy every day because their medical bills or something catastrophic happens and they have to go get an operation and they're a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars in debt in america yeah. Yeah. so yeah so so i'm always curious to know like if something were to have if you had a stroke or if you had do you have any idea what something like that would cost if you were in a hospital for in intensive care for like a week or two weeks 
Um, do you have any idea what the cost would be for something like that or? No, but I will guess if it's, I think you can divide it by 10. I don't know the exact number, but I can, at least you can divide it by 10. So if it's 200,000, it will be maximum 20,000 here. That's yeah. my guess about it. So yeah. uh, based on what other things we have been doing. Um, so, yeah. All right, cool. So let's talk, let's talk food. I mean, like, so if you go out to dinner and you eat at your typical Vietnamese restaurant, what are you, what are you going to pay for a meal? What are you going to pay for a bowl of pho soup? Oh, uh, pho is maybe, uh, yeah, you can get pho for 50,000 with like uh, $2, $2. Two bucks, yeah. yeah. Okay. Two bucks, yeah. One and a half to two bucks, I think. Yeah. Nice. So it's pretty, it sounds like it's pretty cheap to feed the family. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, and that's also why we, as I said, we have a chef, but also before we had a chef, we almost never made food home because it's so cheap to go out to restaurants. So we said, you can go out there and there's many of our friends also, even with a budget on thousand US dollar per month uh, with living and thing, you can go out and eat every day with nice, good food. And as I said, the quality of the food is really high in Vietnam. There's great food and there's, uh, and of course, everything is fresh. Fresh vegetables, you get like, yeah, it's, um, yeah, everything is fresh when you, when you get it. Uh, the meat is also fresh. It's uh, normally come, come from, uh, uh, come fresh today. So yeah, everything is like coming. Yeah. So yeah, that's unique for us at least. And maybe it's, uh, it's a little bit warmer places in the US, but in Norway, every vegetables we get, like, of course there is some vegetables in Norway, but a lot of it's imported from, uh, from other countries. But there is like, if you buy tomatoes, they're fresh from that day. If you buy, buy a cucumber, it's fresh for that day. So, so it's really, I, I think health, you can get more healthy in these countries. Of course, it depends on yourself. Alcohol is also cheap, so of course you can be attracted by, or not wine and things like that, because that's coming from Europe. But um, beer and uh, other things is and is super cheap. So, uh, so of course you can also go that direction. We are not going that. As many were saying, like in moving to Asia, you always yeah, everyone get uh, addicted to alcohol because it's so cheap. But uh, we don't have that. And it's like, as I said, it's the environment you are coming into. It's the, it's the community you're coming into. And there is not like, a, yeah, people are drinking, but it's not like a drinking community that everyone drinks all the time here. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about um, your experience living within the Vietnamese culture. So you're, you're, you're a Norwegian man living in Vietnam. What is that like? I mean, and what is the how how has it changed you? I mean, when you first got there and arrived, you have to immerse yourself into a completely different culture than than the European culture. What is that like, and and what has that experience been like for you? So, I think this is uh, I will answer for myself, and I think this is also based on what kind of personality you have. Um, because if you are used of a lot of security and if like the first thing when they come here and you see, like you said, talking about the motorbike or the scooters, you see this traffic thing and there is, when you come from um, 
or when I come from Norway, where it's really strict that you follow the traffic rules and all this thing and coming here. And they are, it's like opposite of what you're used for. But so in the start, you're like, oh my God, how can they make this? How will this work? But they have a system in the traffic, so you just need to get used to it. And I, I think it's quite uh, interesting to follow it. And so, so coming down here for me, coming from a country where it's, Norway is like, it's rich, everything is in place and all this thing. But I feel sometimes it's more bureaucratic and too many rules. So it's kind of less rules there in a way. And that fits me. For others, that's scary. <laughs> uh, you know? <laughs> uh, and, um, um, and of course, there is a communist country. So, uh, so I, I, I'm in a podcast, please. Um, so when you come um, into there, it's, um, it's just like um, different, but um, but it's still, yeah. I think like, as I said, uh, it depends on personality. If you're really security driven, maybe Vietnam is not the right country for you. And another thing is like, of course, because it was a communist country, we have this uh, thing with COVID and that hit, we see that, uh, the people are following the government, the rules and all what's thing, and that will never happen in Norway. There is always, I think it's also in the US, there's many who are against what happened with COVID and are demonstrating and all this thing here. It's just, we follow what the government are saying. So so before we saw COVID hitting, we didn't see that side of it. We heard about it, but for us, like foreigners, we didn't see it, but when it hit then, it's like all this restriction and all these things. So, 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 so it's interesting to see how a communist country operate when a crisis you know vietnam they looked at the, the first thing they said when COVID hit in china they say like this is a war and vietnam have been in some crazy wars before and they also not won but they have at least uh, fighted really well in many wars so they are used to being in wars so also looking at how they did that was quite different from what we'll see, at least in Norway, I think the same in the US. Um, but all over, it's, um, all over we, we don't see it in the daily life, except when the crisis hits. We, we don't understand that this is a communist country. Maybe you can see it a little bit in building and, and uh, things like that. But uh, so I, th I think that communist and also more less rules in a way. And then we are based used of in maybe US and and Europe, like what what are allowed to do and not allowed to do, what they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it's a, do, do um, has there have you seen any um, odd occurrences happen with authorities um, and you know expats involved, or do they pretty much stay out of the way and leave leave you guys alone? Stay away. There was like. And what can I say? This is uh, so. So what happened for like uh, six months ago or something? They they throwed out a lot of foreigners based uh, having just tourist visa because there was like you can always renew a tourist visa for three more months, three more months. Yeah. So they yeah. throw them out. If you, so they they did that. I think that's the only thing that uh, so someone been on tourist visa for many many years or so have like uh, some maybe some not 100% legal visas that was thrown out from the country. 
And of course, that's sad for people who lived there for 20 years or 15 years or 10 years. But on the other side, they didn't have the real paper and they could have fixed it. So, so, so we didn't have problems because we have uh, papers in place and all these things. But of course, um, uh, things like that can happen. Things like, uh, things like uh, if you don't have the papers in full and you're doing something like a little bit sketchy, you can be thrown out there. Sure. And yeah. The, the rest, they're really, they, they also like tourists and at least Western people, they are super happy with. And maybe they have some problems with Chinese and they are not so happy with Chinese people here. Oh, wow. uh, but um, but, um, but I, I, I don't feel that there is anything else than just, um, as I said, it's a freedom country, but also following the rules or, 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 if things happen, uh, yeah, you know, there is always a, there is also on another side. There is always a way to to please the government. Here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I think it's um, you know, I think that's a part of uh, Asian culture too, where they're, um, you know, I I lived in Korea for a while and uh, a few years back, and um, one of the things that I say, you know, that I've always, I noticed when I, li I lived in Seoul and whenever you cross, you know, those lines where you're crossing a street and those lines that you got to stay within when you're crossing the street, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like in the U.S., people will, if they're crossing a street, they, they don't stay within those lines. Sometimes they'll cross on an angle. They go outside the lines. But I noticed that when Koreans crossed the street, they were staying within those lines. And there was this more of a, more of a, uh, it seemed like a more of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, um, disciplined and respect, <laughs> respect for law and rule than, <laughs> than what we get and what we see in the U.S. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 that was one of the things that stood out to me. But, yeah. um, but that, like, so you, there, a lot of people, you're right. They do the tourist visas. They'll stay for three months and they go out of the country, come back in. Do, do you have a different visa and how did, and how did you, and if you do, how did you get it? So we have a, we have a temporary residence card. So we, we have a company. So if you, if you start a company in Vietnam, uh, and uh, bring some money in, like, uh, and have an investment license, or you start a restaurant or something. You can get like temporary residence card, and that's uh, that's something you can live with and uh, have. So that's possible. Of course, it's a little bit work, but then you are legal and you cannot be thrown out. And um, I also think another thing. I just want to comment on what you say because another thing is they are really respectful for their boss. So, so yes. let's say you go to a restaurant and you ask for, I'm going to make a fun example now, but, but I think it is also happening. So you go to a restaurant and say, I want a burger without cheese. And they say, we don't have that. Yeah, but you have a burger. We can just leave the cheese. No, I can't do it. Why? No, because that's with cheese. Yeah, but can you just take it away? No, I can't do it. We don't have it in the menu. So right. it's like, so, so they are really respectful for, they're more respectful for, that's a kind of funny when you're in the restaurant business or the hospitality, they are sometimes more respectful for a boss 
yes. than serving and service. And I know, for example, in US, you are maybe the totally opposite. You are just like, we need to take care of the client and make service and make sure they have feel. So, so, of course, when you're not used to it, you're like, you can get pissed and angry on this person, but the person is just following on the order. That's and right, they are more yeah. like, we stick to the order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, um, in, as far as like a visa, how much does it cost to get one of those temporary residential visas or temporary resident um, visas? So it doesn't cost so much, but you need to bring in amount of uh, dollars to okay. have to transfer. So, so I you think know, it's, um, and, and this is, I, I can say a number now, but that can change every week, but I think it's right. You need to have an investment license, and I think you need to bring in like twenty or thirty thousand US dollar to get okay. a residence card, uh, and you need to keep that in a company for an investment license. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, for example, it depends on the license you have. So we have an investment license. That means that we have the the money inside Vietnam. Uh, you can also, for example, um, start a small business and it's just like what is startup so if you have a restaurant business you don't need 20 to 30 thousand in real cash but you you need to have a restaurant that are running uh, so for having it i don't think that's so much maybe we pay like thousand us dollar to get um five-year residence card so oh, or something like that so yeah yeah so yeah that's that's pretty cheap mm. that's pretty cheap so Petter, you're you're quite the dynamic, dynamic guy. I mean, you 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 obviously you've been an entrepreneur pretty much all your life. You're a CEO of this this company called Awesome, A W E S M, right? Yeah. A W E S M is the CEO of that. You do sales and marketing training. You just did some big event, I think, right? This recently, did you do yeah, it? Yeah, I did that. And you 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 speak in front of crowds, and you and you get people go. So tell tell us a little bit about what you do, and and you 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 you're running you're running a business in in Vietnam, um, but tell us a little bit about how you got into what you do and 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 what you're doing. Yeah. So um, as I said in the start, we decided that we want to move to another country, and we want to start a business. Uh, where we had a, a location-free business. Uh, and I have been working with sales since I was young. So what we started with, we was thinking like, what about to sell an online sales course? So I started to promoting that in Norway and sell it. And uh, it works, yeah, well, we started to get the income. And then my girlfriend, she's a, she's a copywriter. So she started to do a copywriting course. And as I said, we have been working with personal development for many years and have some of the big stars, personal development and business development speakers over. Uh, so we also had a huge follower because of that company that went bankrupt. We had a huge follower with coaches and consultants. So we also created an online course on how, of course, how to sell and market yourself like a coach. So all this thing we did in 2017 and um, and we also decided because we want our location for business, we decided that uh, we just want to be two of us, um, just Maria and me uh, in the company. Uh, because before we had more employees and more staff, and then we just like need the office and one thing. Um, and uh, we're quite ambitious. So after a year, we figured out we need some stuff because we start to grow more. So when we moved to Vietnam, we got the first Vietnamese employee. 
she, we find her in Hoyam. And funny story, she's living in Norway now. Uh, she find, not because of us, but uh, she find our Norwegian boyfriend was visiting Vietnam on holiday. And she got twins for two weeks ago. So she's living in a small island in, in Norway. And we live here. So it's kind of a fun wow. story. And she, uh, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, and then we we moved away from doing sales training and copywriting, and we figured out that we want to teach more sales and marketing for coaches and consultants. Uh, and um, so we start to create programs for them to make them succeed, to build online funnels using Facebook and YouTube ads and all this thing, and also do it for them. So uh, so step by step, we have built up uh, the company uh, from Vietnam, working remote. So now we have people in India working for us, people in Norway, in Sweden, in UK, there is someone. Uh, we have uh, uh, South Africa, we have Vietnam. Uh, so we have yeah, people from all over the world. So we have a remote com company without any headquarter. We are working from home, but we don't have any office. So. So yeah, and we have 19 people working in the company now. So we build it up from Vietnam after we moved here. We build it up from just us two to a 19 people company, and we are serving 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 clients from most Europe. So um, we expanded from Norway and then Sweden, and then we started to do things in English. So step by step, we have grown it up. So and and then it's it's it feels really right for us that we have a location free business that we can fly out and do whatever we can do over our job from whatever place we are. Yeah, Petter, that is impressive, man. That's really impressive what you built. It, Thank now, you. Who, is, who would be your typical client in Europe? Who, who is that? Typical client will be, for example, if um, it could be a coach or a consultant that had been selling their services with uh, going face to face and meet clients in their office or being speakers and going to a uh, office and want to turn it into more like an online business. So we, we help them create, uh, create products that you can sell online. So you can do coaching online, you can create an online course and all the, so, so we, are, we are basically teaching what we're doing by ourselves. We are teaching people how we, we succeeded and we help others to do the same thing. And so we also have, we have also entrepreneurs that are, uh, that are, or want to start like entrepreneurs, but basically uh, our ideal client is someone who have been entrepreneurs for many years, but want more freedom in life, want to have what we have. Like, yeah, it's not like they need to move to Vietnam, but maybe they want to be more in the cabin. Maybe they want more freedom to be with the kids. Maybe they're like this this freedom that they don't need to go to an office every day or to a clients every day. And um, that is our typical client. Okay. So 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 you're working a, a lot with people who, who are primarily look looking to get away from the nine to five. Yeah. Finding freedom, work for themselves. So there's a lot of people and I notice a lot of like digital nomads and and, and a lot of young people getting into coaching. And they're trying to put uh, information out in regards to life coaching, um, mindful meditation. There's uh, yoga all over the place. Do you help those types of people? Um, yeah. I will say that uh, our typical client is more like, 
from the 40 to 60s. So they have, um, but they come to a place, maybe the kids have moved out. So we don't have so many young, uh, like this typical, what can I say, this typical one-man show, digital nomad. There is someone, so our clients are more, they want to spread a message that they have. Like you said also what you work with, you help them. You just need to spread it to more people to reach a bigger audience. So it's kind of ambitious and we don't have so much of this. Um, food. We have more, we are more the, the kind of people who want to get up to maybe 200, 300, 400, 500,000 US dollar in salary or in, in revenue. Uh, we don't have this, we're just doing it for making a job or living from it. So, so it's more ambitious in that way. They want more income or ambitious in that way. They have a message they want to get out to more people. Mm -hmm. And how did you, how did you find this profession? I mean, it's, a, it, it, you're, you're working as a consultant and you're guiding people and helping them reach a larger audience through online, mm. online platforms, it sounds like. It's like you're, you have this specialty of consulting that's doing mm. that. How did you find that? How did you get into that? That's really fascinating. <laughs> um, so I don't have any marketing or sales education. Um, I'm self, uh, I've learned everything by myself. So I, I think it's more about, um, more about, I, I'm, I think it's more about a passion for me. Uh, I'm really into marketing, also sales. There's always something more I can learn when it comes to sales and marketing. So I'm really interested in that. And I also, I also figure out that I have, a, I have a gift that I can help others to be better in sales and marketing because that's what we're doing. Uh, and as I said, there's like, like you say, you also are helping people, but I think there is, so many out there who are, are a hidden secret sitting home and they have a message that they should spread with the world. And, and I just get passionate to help these people because they can get out there. They just need to be more uh, interested in sales and marketing. So we also try to teach this in an in a interesting way, like in a fun way. I think like sales and marketing is really fun. It's not like pushing a sales on something. There is helping, there is helping people. Sales and marketing, when you sell something, you're helping. But go help people to go from that mindset that I don't want to be a pushy salesperson, I don't want to be aggressive. And seeing that there is ways to do this without being pushy and aggressive and get better results. And I'm trying to reframe their brain to, to many that things like sales is, um, is not good to do and marketing is not too good to do. So see that there is a, there is a good thing with it. You can, you can help the world to be a better world with doing sales and marketing. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. I, I really love what you're doing. That is so, so cool. You know, I was looking at your Facebook um, page <laughs> and I love this, too, man. I love your shirt because I'm not normal. And then I think you're in some kind of hot tub or something. <laughs> what is that? Is, is that a hot tub? It's a, it's not a hot tub, it's a cold tub. Oh, it's a <laughs> It's ice cubes inside it. Oh man, so you are nuts. <laughs> you are nuts. crazy. 
that's great, man. So, um, well, that that's terrific, um, Petter. I love what you're doing, man, and and uh, I, I definitely want to talk to you more about that, you know, because uh, I think maybe you could can help me with a with yeah. a few, with a few ideas and some things that I have um, that I'm working on. But uh, tell me, um, I mean, overall in your experience, and and now you've been there for what you said four years in Vietnam, mm. about mm. four years. Yeah, four years. So what 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 do you like the most about living there? Um, the climate. I just uh, can go to the beach and and I like now I can see the sea, like seeing the sea and have the warm climate around me. Can go uh, in a short stroll around the world or around the year. I mean, and. Uh, and as I said, I also like the community, the great people are here. It's a nice little community with, with high quality people. I think that's uh, the thing, food, climate, beach, and uh, the quality of people. And uh, like, uh, there's always someone we can have an interesting discussion with and talk with about things. Um, uh, and uh, of course, before uh, COVID hit, it was also Kind of nice. We had one hour to fly to Bangkok. We had two and a half to Singapore, like two hours to Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're in the middle and Cambodia is just beside. We're like in the middle of South East Asia and there's so many cool places to travel. Like Bali, we have been a couple of times. It's more than two hours, but it's still like not hard to travel to places that are beautiful in Asia. Uh, we also it's like direct like to Japan there. So it's like, it's like in the middle. So, but um, with that, we have not traveled now for a couple of years because of what happened. But before that, we also traveled a lot. So, uh, but I think like the climate, the, um, the community, the beach, and also the silence in a way. I, I'm a city guy. I like to have a lot of things around me, but just living in a place where it's, I will either live in a place like this and then, yeah, go from, Place, yeah. yeah, I'm going to zoom in on where you live. So here's the United States. You're all the way over here. You're right in this hub of just fantastic places. Mm. It's just a great spot to, to live in. You are, you're, you're, uh, you're close to so many places that I want to just go hang out in, in South Asia, Malaysia, Indonesia, you got the Philippines here. Yeah, Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, geez. Um, so you're we're coming in. So you are right here in Hoi An is right on the coast. Yeah, so it's right on the coast. What's the surfing like out there? It's got to be great. Yeah, right now it's the surfing season because now we have the rain season. So now it's there's some waves, but um, there's other places in the Nam that is better for surfing than air. It's better in Danang. It's more surfing places in Danang than in Hoi An. It's just like 30 minutes to drive. So, Yeah. Are there any other like hidden gems that you can recommend like for people that would consider moving to Vietnam? Like the, the there's so many towns here along the coast. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a wonderful place to, to, to live just because there's so much beach. And plus, like you yeah. say, the food is fantastic. It's just, it's so healthy. It's so good for you. But I, 
Here's Ho Ho Chi Minh. Do they call it Ho Chi Minh? Do you guys call it Ho Chi Minh or do you call it Saigon? Uh, we do both. Both, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are there any places that are really hot areas or and really nice, affordable, but really nice areas that people are moving to other than Hoi An? I... Um, yeah, moving to, I, I think like uh, Hoi An is one of the places where there is some international, it depends on what, if you don't have kids, there's many places. Hunan, you see that uh, a little bit down, uh, like south from uh, Hoi An, Kuinan. Uh, you see it uh, a little bit there. Yeah, a little bit up again. One up there. That's a beautiful place. Ooh, that um, look nice. Uh, and um, Nam Trung. is a really tourist city. If you see that a little bit more south. Okay. Yeah. There, there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the first place we was was in uh, Muine, but that's near Phan, Phan Thiet. It's more south. Phan Thiet. Phan Thiet, yeah. There is like the karting surf. That's also one of our favorite places to to go to or travel to. When um, when it's winter here, we go to Mune. and so that's a nice place. Um, there's many places. Also, um, north. Uh, I also, of course, maybe not to move to, but I love north of Vietnam. There's some beautiful nature there. So yeah, many yeah. places. North is my favorite places to travel. Yeah, and so you're, say, you're saying pretty much throughout the country, you can find apartments and flats for $150-$200? Yeah, can do that. All, all over the place? And maybe not in uh, hot, not in Hanoi and Saigon, the hottest places, but still you can find something there. But uh, it's a little bit more expensive in and so and in groceries for a person, if you do groceries per month, what, what, for one person, what would that cost? I think you can live for, depend on what you will eat. But if you eat Vietnamese food, I think you can live for like $200. Like if you just use Vietnamese food, if you want some Western, of course, the price goes up. But uh, sure. yeah. About 250, then you got two, two, another 200. And then utilities like electric water, maybe another, what, 100, would you say? Yeah. Okay. And then cell phone. So you're still looking at like 650 bucks, maybe. And then you haven't even talked, we haven't talked about like entertainment or anything like that. When you go out, you go see a show, um, movies, theater. Yeah, I think like uh, movies is like, go to cinema is like maybe like three to five bucks. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's really, I mean, you could probably easily get by even below $1,000 for people that want to find a destination where you can do that. It sounds like Vietnam would be the destination to, to probably easily live under 1000 bucks a month. Yeah, can do that. Yeah, and uh, wow. Well, that's all I... That's all I have, buddy. Um, is there anything else you want to share about Vietnam that we didn't that we didn't touch on? No, I'm, I think we have touched the most important things. Well, um, Peter Eric Nival, 
is an impressive guy. He's got a, a really awesome business going on. He's the CEO of Awesome, and we'll put all that information at the end of this podcast so people can find you, Petter. And uh, I just wanted to thank you very much for taking the time to, 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 to be here today on the podcast and sharing your experience and your journey and tips in and around Vietnam. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It was um, really thank you for being invited. It was a fun time. Thank you. Thanks, Great buddy. question. Yeah. Okay. Have a terrific rest of the day. I'm going to go to bed soon. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cheers, buddy. I'm okay. Bye. Bye.